You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So it turns out standing out in 45 degree weather uh-huh. for two hours <laughs> with shorts and a t-shirt on uh-huh. actually isn't necessarily good for that your health. Is, well, see, you're sacrificing for your acting career. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. You're supposed to go 100%. Or a thousand percent or whatever percent you do when you act. And I did. And I did. But um, I'm feeling it a little bit now. I'm feeling a little little foggy. Greg, you've got to take care of yourself, man. Foggy in the noggin. Oh, God. Huh? Huh? There's only one douchey Greg in town that says Foggy Noggin. Please don't make that be you. He's already got that. I had to work with him once. I don't work with him anymore. (laughs) Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe, where for $6.99 a month, and the first week is free, you get to subscribe to the Fun Employment Radio Network here. All of the 24 hours of programming we have here, a lot of it just exclusive to the network or, um, you know, Many, many different live amazing shows that mm-hmm. are on here. You get to join in. Plus, you get access to the archives. You get access to the live chat. It's a whole lot of stuff. There's there's so much going on. A lot of stuff. So much. For $6.99 a month. The yes. first week is free, so why not try it out now? Oh, my goodness. Yes, also, indeed. can I just say, for the record, to anyone who bought a sweatshirt, we have placed our order. It is already... They're, they're being prepared as we speak. I am so excited. Awesome. So excited. Very, very cool. Boo. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for your support. So, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today, but I, I do want to say, yes, I, I am... I do have a little bit of a cold going on. So Yeah, the, see, the Greg, day. you should know this. You're the one who told me, like, you know, you shouldn't stand outside. You shouldn't run in the rain. shouldn't ride your bike in the rain because it'll make you sick. Well, yeah, but I had to because the, the, the scene I was in, I was jogging for it. it you were was, jogging? Yeah, it was part of the scene, and mm-hmm. then... Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, but don't was you have like cool. as an actor? Don't you have some like warm like bathrobe you're supposed to wear? I like, think, I think you might be overestimating my role oh. in uh, in how that works. Yeah, I I don't. I'm I would not think the like a that... big fluffy hooded like bathrobe <laughs> with people like you know putting surrounding you with handheld heaters so right. that you'd be okay. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. I had little hand warmer things from my pockets, but uh, but no, no, I was uh, I was just out in the cold. It's all right though. It all worked out good. So there we go. But that's why I might sound a little bit. Uh, a little bit like I A little told. bit under the weather. A little bit under the weather. Well, and you were saying, we were talking earlier, that you really didn't get much sleep. I did not. I could not sleep at all last night. I don't know what the hell was it. Well, I did sleep for about two hours and then woke up and uh, fell back asleep when the light was when it started to get light outside. So that was awesome. Yeah, that's not good. I think a lot mm. of people didn't sleep very well last night. But on mine, though, so I, I actually need to ask your opinion on this because I had this... I had a dream, one of those things where you wake up and you don't realize it was just a dream. Oh, I hate those. Unless it's something good. Actually, no, because it sucks either way. Because if it's bad, no, if it's bad, you're kind of relieved that it wasn't, that it didn't happen. But at the same time, when it's good, you're just like, oh. No, I I woke up and I thought it was real and it was terrifying. All right. Well, we do have our super secret Monday guest in here. And I think if you're talking about terrifying dreams, he (laughs) probably has something to say about it, too. (laughs) All right. Should we bring on our, uh, our super secret guest? And know it, this is the surprise. We thank everyone for keeping this under wraps. Because we tried really hard not to get the not to get the yes. word out. Only a few people knew this was going to happen. But ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio. Be prepared, Mr. Aaron Duran. Hello, sir. I'm amazed you guys were able to get me today. Yeah, I know. I'm it's- busy. I'm I'm busy. Busy man. My schedule. You know, I'm in demand these days. Yes, it's and, true. Uh, I mean, I, I you know I chisel out some time. It's for true. You we had for- to sweeten the pot a little bit. We had we did. to we did yeah. throw yeah. him some dough in order a to bit. get him in yeah. here today. That's right. A little bit of cheese from my beak. 
<laughs> Ew, it's for true. some reason that is a horrible phrase. It is a horrible phrase. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I never want cheese for my beak. Oh. Yeah, get, yeah, get daddy some cheese for his beak. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, let daddy dip his beak in your cheddar. <laughs> and that's Aaron. Oh, boy. And Lisa Wood isn't even in here today. It's just, yeah, it's it's just coming out of your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yes. Hello, Mr. Aaron Duran. Hi. Hi. So, all right, all right. So, Greg had a dream. All right. So, Greg had a dream. Don't. All right. Sarah, that's racist. What are you talking about? I, I was know. just saying that he had a dream. <laughs> I don't know where whoa, we're going with that whoa, one. Whoa, taking it someplace oh, weird, wow. Aaron. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so, so here's the thing. So this is what my dream was. And honestly, I'm still having kind of a residual effect over this because I realize it wasn't real. But at the same time, it scared me to my core. So here's what happened. Shook on, him to the core. Yeah, I know. And part of this, I can I know where part of it came from. Because on Saturday, um, we were, there was a few of us hanging out. And I was talking to... Tuggy, our friend Tuggy here from Fun Employment Radio, and he uh, he made a joke about how he was going to move into my meth head neighbor's house next door, <laughs> which for those of you that don't know, I live next door to a meth house. There's a bunch of disturbing individuals that live over there. But now this is when years. they kind of go away, right? Like during the winter, don't they? When it gets oh, cold outside, are they a little... hibernating soon? No, they're they're back in action right now. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they're still gearing up for the long winter months. Well, they got to store everything. Like a squirrel stores its nuts. They well, just have to like make sure you know, that everything's well, all set I to go for the winter. Probably there's a lot of construction sites that put their construction on hold while it's pouring down rain outside and that's perfect time for them to yeah. go out and forage that's, true. Oh. that's where they can get all their wire and their tools that they steal and all yeah. that kind of stuff so good it's point. good foraging time yeah. they send out the ones that still look relatively human to like mm-hmm. you know to collect the, the Mountain Dew cases that's true because yeah. there are some like secret meth heads like where it takes you a few minutes sometimes to figure it out like is she just skinny or is she on meth those and are entry level time. entry level meth heads yeah, yeah. and they really want the meth bad so they'll do whatever the older ones tell <laughs> whatever the elders of the clan that's right and instruct them to do uh, Tammy points out that maybe it's meth head mating season right now and that's why they disappear uh, for a while <laughs> even meth heads have to mate uh, so <laughs> do they so <laughs> this was it was just like a brief conversation on Saturday but for some reason it stuck with me I guess subconsciously and it stuck until like an extra day so last night and this was part of my dream and I remember it vividly because I didn't realize it was a dream it wasn't one of those things where you know sometimes when you're dreaming you know it's not real. Oh, yeah. When you I'm in a situation, a I realize I can fly. That's awesome. Right. That's when I was realizing it's true. I'm like, oh, here we go. Okay. This wow. was different. Mm. This was, and it was so vivid. I was standing in my backyard and working on something in the backyard in the dream. Burying more bones, probably. <laughs> probably something like that. <laughs> and I all of a sudden, I hear this, Greg. Hey, Greg. And I look over at my fence, and who's popping over the fence? But lo and behold, it's Tuggy from the meth head side of the of the fence. And I'm like, "What are you doing over there?" He's like, "Oh no, man, it's really cool. I'm over here now. I'm over here now." And he looked. He was like a different version of himself. It was like meth head Tuggy. Yeah, he was a different version of himself. Actually, terrifying. And he was all dirty. And he looked like he he looked like one of the meth heads. He had like some weird sores, and he's just like, "Hey, Greg, no, Greg, we're gonna we're gonna come over. We're gonna come over. Uh, I need to come over to you. I need to come over." Shots. And he was trying to get over the fence, and I'm like, <laughs> "Meth shots." And I, I remember in my dream, I'm like conflicted because I'm like, "Well, no, that's my friend Tuggy, but he's not Tuggy anymore. He's a meth head now." I'm like, "No." No, he can't come over. No, and he starts trying to climb over the fence, and he's telling his other buddies. By the way, in case anyone knows, Tuggy, this is like the like dirty and trying to climb over a fence are exactly opposite of so what Greg, Tuggy no, does. It's not yeah. him. It's not. It's, I wouldn't even know how to like picture that in my head. That's, that's crazy. why it so, was so scary. Greg was like Luke Perry and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah, where the friend that becomes a vampire 
He's like, just open the window, man. Let mm-hmm. me in. You're flying. Just let me in. I'm going to be your friend still. You're a vampire. That's so true. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Is that kind of what it was like? I'm, so eventually exactly Sarah's exactly going to have like. to stake them both. Yeah. Well. Because <laughs> I'm Buffy in the situation. Sure. I guess. Well, yes. So, so he kept. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> and he kept trying to get over the fence. And I was like trying to like push him back and tell him, no, you have to stay over there now. You can't come over here. And he started to get pissed off. Because I wouldn't allow him and his buddies, and he was like confused at first, and then he got angry that I wasn't letting them over. And so finally, they tumble back down over the fence <laughs> on the other side. Because <laughs> somehow I have the power to shove them over like the fence. I'm like running up and down the fence, like pushing them. Like pushing their heads down. Yeah. No, 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 and no, like no. as soon as I go down to one side of the fence, another one would climb over on the other end, and I have to run down and push that one back. So it's like some weird game where I'm like whack a meth. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like whack a mole. Yeah, yeah. whack a meth. It was totally kind of it. like that. No, no. And no, there were just no. more and more of them. And so I'm running and running, trying to push them all back <laughs> over. And finally, I get them all back over. And I'm like, okay, that's that's done. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, I feel bad about this. I don't know what I can do for him at this point. And so I go back <laughs> in the house, and all of a sudden, I hear a knock on the door. <gasps> I'm like, dun, oh, dun, no. Dun. Oh, no. What happened? I open up the door, and there he is standing on my front porch, and he's all kinds of angry. And he's got, like, a mass of meth heads. You know what? I watched some Walking Dead last night. Maybe that's where That's exactly what's oh. happening, too. Uh, all right. So, yeah. so he's standing there, and he's like, you let me in, partner. You let me in. <laughs> 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 I'm like, no. At least he's still asking for permission. Yeah. 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 So maybe he was, it was like a of. zombie meth vampire yeah. guy where he has to have permission to get into your house. Right. Yeah, and he was... He was pissed, and I'm like, no, you can't come in. And I close the door again, and I just look out the window, and it's just him, and he's got this whole group of methods, like, milling about, all kind of milling <laughs> in the front yard and on the front, on the on the <laughs> sidewalk in front of the house. And it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to run upstairs. I'm going to run upstairs. I'm going to hide. Uh, Tuggy is in the uh, chat that right never now. Oh, don't you dream. watch horror movies? <laughs> you never run upstairs. No. Well, you have no escape do? up to your attic room with the little doors? Maybe he, did you have to go hide in one of the little rooms? No, I went upstairs and I could protect up there and I could hear like pounding on the walls <laughs> downstairs. Like people were pounding trying to get in and I just went up and I hid in the room. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do here because there's no escape. And he's one of them now. You know, he's he's not he's not the tuggy I used to know. Just mention him down on the street in front of your house. It's a bunch of them. Partner. partner. You let me in, partner. You let me in. It's fucking fine, partner. <laughs> and so so and I look I just out the want window. Your metal. Well, and that's thing, I look out the window and they're like pulling this is all of my dream. They're like pulling down wires that are coming into my house and like trying to rip up <laughs> pipes and they're just kinda of going nuts. I'm like, oh no, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then there's something that happened in the dream between then and, and and I remember I'm sitting up in the room and somehow in the dream I slowly started kind of kind of feeling weird in the dream. Uh-oh. And I remember like oh man something something's off something's off and I remember reaching to my face and feeling it and lo and behold so I've talked about this before about how there was one of the methods over there we called lumpy who had a giant, like, oh, bigger than a golf ball-sized growth on his face. Ugh. And I feel up to my face, and I'm like, what is that? What's, what's that? what's that on the side of my face? And I'm like, oh, no. And my entire cheek had, like, ballooned up, just like Lumpy's. And I re- remember I went running to the mirror. And I'm like, oh, no. And I had a, had a lump that had grown, and I started looking, like, really So gaunt- this is, Lumpy is in reference to a method that we've named who used to, who has been in, like, every issue of Busted, basically, who was one of Greg's neighbors. Yeah. Who has this huge, like, goiter... <laughs> 
kind of growth thing on the front of his, yeah. uh, on the side of his cheek. And Lumpy's a real, a real person who was going over there. He's terrifying. I think he might finally be in jail. I don't know. He's in the Huskow. Yeah. <laughs> I just so want to now. say that because Greg hates it when I say that word. <laughs> they never stay though. No, That's they true. Use, no, they don't. They don't. And so I haven't seen him for a while, but I'm looking in the mirror and I'm turning into him, and I just start freaking out, and. It was it was so upsetting in this dream, and something else happened. And that this is the part that I don't remember. But I, I the next thing I remember is waking up, and and for real waking up. But I didn't realize it was a dream. I thought it was real, and I'm just like reaching to my face. As soon as I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh no, oh no, and I remember running to the mirror. And this is like just just waking up, still not understanding. Wait, this is it you was, awake? Running yeah, this to the is mirror? me awake. No, I woke up and I ran over and turned on the light. Checking to look for at, sores? Yeah, to look in the mirror in my room and I'm like, oh no. And I I remembered like I was half asleep, half not. And I was like, I have digital trends this morning. I've got to go film. <laughs> oh but I, what am I going to do about this giant lump on my face? And I'm, I'm just like freaking out and looking in the mirror like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, it's not there. And it took me probably a good... I mean, and this is waking up time, probably a good 10, 20 seconds to fully understand that this wasn't real, that the, the lump hadn't gone away. The lump had never <laughs> been there to begin with. And, uh, and it was, it was so, I just woke up like so shook up and disturbed. It took me, it's taken me most of the morning to try to get over this, even though I know it was just a dream. Hmm. So what is the, what I know exactly what it is. Any of this? I think that it's, well, I think one of the things is, is the fact that like you are an actor and I believe that this cut to the deepest core of your vanity <laughs> in a way, like seriously, because you use your face as a, as a thing, as a vehicle to make money. And I think sure. that like that is if that is taken away from you, you're probably just freaking out. So you might as well start doing meth because I'm saying like if you have a giant, <laughs> big, lumpy thing on the side of your face, chances are yeah. maybe digital trends won't want you as their So you're just saying I have, I have nothing else to offer the world other than. <laughs> no, I'm saying face. but I'm saying that's inside your head. What I'm saying is like once your vanity is compromised, like <laughs> then you're kind of fucked because that's that, that was just my interpretation. And also, you never want Tucky to do meth. I think that's my other thing. Well, no, that it was terrifying. You do not You've want seen to see Tucky him. with meth strength. Oh, you do not want to see him. As a method, mm-hmm. it is not it's meth not strength. A, oh yeah, yeah, it's not a pleasant sight. But so, so you, you think it's my vanity? And that's I don't what think I'm necessarily like. your vanity, but I think it's your fear of uh, I don't know. Like the hand of time comes for us all. Maybe it's maybe it's the fact <laughs> that we're all getting a little older, and you want to like hang on to your youthful glow. Well, you're not making me feel any better about this. <laughs> I'm trying to. All right, Aaron, I'm doing this wrong. Well, Help yeah, me. I, I think my I think my my interpretation might be a little bit more well, at least not as hard on your ego as Sarah's. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is is that just that your meth head neighbors are becoming so all-encompassing of your life that they are now actually just invading your subconscious. And deep down, you're terrified that the thing that gives you so much grief will slowly begin to affect your friends. Now, maybe not directly in the usage of meth, but that like, you know, friends may not want to come over much anymore. Oh. You know, or like just you start to push them away as you become more and more obsessed with dealing with the meth neighbors. Like it's going to, it's going like to be. Like it's already infiltrating your life. And it's yeah. a, it was so realistic that it actually, you know, made you think for a good you know, minute. Like you're still clearly thrown off by it. Yeah, I mean, I was, and, the meth, and the meth neighbors are quite literally the personification of chaos on your life that you can do nothing about because you've tried and have failed every control. time. That is so true. <laughs> it is and true. now it's infecting your friends. <sighs> that is true. I mean, they've been the bane, you know, one, one bane of my existence for you know, the entire time that I've owned this house and I've never been able to get rid of them. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. I've but tried every they keep avenue. keep growing. 
Yeah. That's what that is, is like first it infects one of your good friends, and then all of a sudden you try to hide, you try to run from it as as best you can, and then it still catches up with you. Right, but I can't run anywhere because I live there. So So there's upstairs where you're trapped. Yeah. You're pinned pinned by meth people below you and an evil spirit above you. (laughs) But that's my only solitude place. Not anymore. That's that's they found their way in. They went. They they found a friend and got in. So now they're in, and now I'm becoming them. Oh God! Yeah, it's starting to infect you. Yeah, check my face again. (laughs) You're gonna give yourself like some sort of ailment if you keep constantly touching your skin. Probably feel like some itch, like it's like it's so big. Little irritation on your cheek right now, like like something's. That's always trippy how your mind can make you like feel things in dreams too, where like it's even though it's not true. It was so disturbing. It was like big and like cracking and like oh God, it was disgusting. (laughs) Oh oh oh. All right. No, I hate that in dreams where they totally trick you as if there's some weird ailment. I had this dream like 15 years ago, and I still remember it vivid. Oh, I can't even talk about it. It still grosses me out. But it was something that something was wrong with my legs. <sighs> Basically, they had turned up. Fine, I'm fucking. I'm just gonna say it. My, my legs had turned into like sponges. It Ew. was the grossest fucking thing ever. It was it was awful. It was awful, and it took me like a good year to be able to shake that. I still can't even think Your about legs. it. Sponge legs. They turned it into sponges, but they were like hard sponge, like hard but squishy sponges. So what you were like sucking up things? Or? No, they were like it was like almost like it was like not a, a nice looking sponge. It was like a, like one of those tropical looking sponges. They're all kinds of stringy oh, okay. and weird. Oh, so you had like holes all over like your holes, like holy sponge legs. Yeah, <laughs> it was the grossest thing ever. That's actually considered a minor. It's not an officially accepted phobia yet, but there is a phobia out there. I forgot what it's called. Basically, it's. It's a phobia of seeing holes in your skin because yeah. um, that's actually a sign that something is wrong with you. You're, you're, if holes are burrowing in your skin, usually it's a sign of like a fungal infection as they're eating oh. in. Because there are people that are weirded out. Um, it actually first started getting noticed, believe it or not, when the first Matrix movie came out. And those people had like the holes in the back of their heads, like parts where like your body had a hole in it so things could come and go right. when you were plugged in. People started talking about that, how that was really unnerving. And like how certain people can't look at those. It's that type of flower where the little seed buds are inside the holes. Mm, I don't like those. See that it's, it's and, the, that. and the plugging into the neck. That yeah, I can't. I don't like. Yeah, that. it's a minor. I, like I forgot what it's called, but it's a minor phobia of people that are that disturbs them because they think on a on a on a genetic subconscious level, there's a part of you that like in your genetic past realizes that that meant something sick, unhealthy. Get away. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, it terrifies me. I don't yeah. like that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like that. Which one. is why you don't like lamprey. Oh figures. no, lamprey foot. Yeah, let's not. I can't even talk about I've that. I've seen that image before. That no, it's awful. Entirely disturbing. All, All right, right. So that being said, just just keep your just you know just keep, keep your, your wits ma- about you. Yeah, you'll be okay. Wash Shoot your face. In the face. That's always the answer. Don't do meth. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. don't do meth. Mm-hmm. Tuggy, stay off the meth. Come on. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Tucky, Come on, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Don't do the math. Uh, well, this past weekend, though, I went and did something cool that I wanted to tell you guys about. Not meth? I did not do meth. Yay! No, it was a meth-free weekend. Okay. <laughs> However, yesterday, I did get to go and see uh, the musical based on Green Day's uh, anthemic album, American Idiot. So oh, I actually, okay. so I went to see that yesterday. It was playing. I, I think last night was the last. Or yesterday was the last day that it was playing. I think it played like Wednesday through Sunday. So my friend Heather had an extra ticket that she gave to me. So we went and saw it. And I didn't really know what to expect because a lot of people that um, I've seen write about it on the internet were like, "Oh, I don't know. I wasn't that impressed by it or whatever." Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm still confused exactly 
how it is a musical? Like, do they just are they just like lip syncing to Green Day? No, songs they're singing. Or? No, it is a full or? on musical production where they are singing and dancing and doing this. So basically, it's like an interpretation of it. Basically, tells the story of the album. Basically, of these okay. uh, kids who are growing up in suburbia, and they kind of all like they're basically three characters, and they all kind of focus on the different like ways. Like one of them stays, uh, decides not to go anywhere and stays with this woman to have a baby. This other guy moves to Los Angeles, try and follow his dreams. The other guy decides to join the military, and it's like basically like how these three decisions uh, shape their lives. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was awesome. It was so fucking cheesy and awesome. I think a lot of people <laughs> didn't like it because I think you go there if you're like, okay, you're seeing like a, a punk rock, that's a air quotes, but I mean like yeah. a punk rock mm-hmm. show, you know, like put into a musical thing. I think that maybe people didn't weren't prepared for the musical factor of it. Because if you go to see a musical, it's going to be a little cheesy. It has to be well, entertaining. Not it's always, going, but I mean, but not always. I mean, like, but if it's a big, you know, like vivacious dance number. Well, I like, think a lot of things. your your average American is still when they hear theater musical, they still think like Oklahoma, yeah, right? yeah, or Les Mis that the, these big grand that they the that pajama like, game, yeah, yeah, that like you can't do different types of musicals, mm-hmm. and there are a ton of different kinds of musicals well, out now, there. Now, did they just turn like the Green Day songs into like stage musical? No, like, it is show tune, so. Like, what it is, it's basically be an American idiot. No, they actually don't say, be an American. Idiot. No, it was fun. Wow. It was that's rife. How, that's how I would think. Yeah. It is. that isn't how it was at all. No, it's just rife with profanity. Like every, it's the uncensored album, and like basically between songs, they would uh, you know have dialogue with some storylines and shit. There were a lot of fuck was said a lot of times. Okay, and um, basically it starts because you don't know when it's starting, and all of a sudden the curtain just starts rising up, and you see this image. And they're all, the set was incredible. It's this huge like set, but there are like a ton of like TVs of all different sizes and stuff and it's just like you know enormous and there are TVs everywhere and you see all these people and they're all standing there and as all the TVs are going on it's like back in like 2004 you know and it's all yeah. like you know war in Iraq and then it's like the Kardashians and it's showing like all the bullshit on TV and all these people are just standing there on stage on different platforms just staring mesmerized at all this like bullshit on the TV yeah. and then it was it was it was kind of jarring at first the second because all of a sudden you hear the beginning chords to American Idiot and then all of a sudden they turn around and everyone's dressed like little punk rockers and they start singing you know like moshing and singing and stuff and it, at first I was like what is this that I'm watching <laughs> but it was awesome as soon as you uh, uh, like enjoy the fact like they're taking this and they're take they're interpreting this and putting it into a dancing singing musical it was incredible. that sounds cool it was great like the the dance the dance numbers the clothing like the storylines the way that they did it like the way that they use the props like there's one point where you know they're all dancing on this big metal structure which they eventually turn down and turn into a bus and like it's it's very very cool they use the space awesomely and it was it was so fun to watch. Heather and I loved it. So you okay? I loved it. I that loved sounds it. Sounds fun. It was a fun, fun show to watch, and it, all the people could I mean, sing not, very well. I'm like I'm not the biggest Green Day fan, but I probably still want to check that out. I am not either. And honestly, it was just it felt like a like Rent Sands AIDS for like a new for God, a new millennium. Talk about a play that did not age well. Oh boy, yeah. Rent is so very locked into like 1992. Oh really? I've never yeah. seen Rent. Rent did yeah. not. Age. I mean, they had a revival of it and they did a tour with it. And uh, yeah, just Rent is very much a, a. I mean, it's still good, but like you're like, yeah, that was 
<laughs> That's definitely timestamped. Very, it feels very dated. Well, in yeah. this one, it could have felt more. I mean, because like a lot of the news stories that they reference or like things that are on the screen are you know in the you know two thousand four or however it was. But at the same time, it just kind of captured the youth of like what selfish bastards you can be. You know, when you're uh-huh. when you're twenty and you just feel like you know the world is out to get you, even though you have like a, a decent op- upbringing. You know what I'm curious about? Do they have to pay royalties for showing the Kardashians on that stage? <gasps> no, they had they like an e- it was like an e news. So like they they were just flashing, and so basically it was just yeah, all but if these. Yeah, they show TVs. their images and I show th- part of the Kardashians. I think you're allowed. There's a time limit, actually. I think just like sampling. I uh-huh. think there's a. I think there's under, and they could probably consider it parody or satire. Yeah, but if they're showing them on yeah, the not, screen, mm, no. It depends on how You don't think long. they have to? No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. and I don't really know, like, for, that was just, like, an example. I don't know if they actually showed their images or if they just said, like, the name. <coughs> like, because they were just images, there were, like, random images of, like, war in Iraq, and then it would be, like, some bullshit, like, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt adopt another baby, you know, like, all this, okay. all this shit. It was, uh, like, I was in awe. Like, that first minute when they just revealed that stage, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. And then at the very end, I do have to say this really quick. So they, they play American Idiot. They play all the songs Are and everything. Are you spoiling it? No, this okay. is not. So if you've heard the album, it's not. It's exactly the album with a little bit of talking in between. But at the end, you know, when they all came out for, you know, like the, the standing ovation and like bowing and stuff. So they came up and like people kept cheering. So they got two curtain calls. Mm-hmm. And then the third time the curtain came up, all of them were standing there and uh, half of them had guitars because it's a big cast. It was like 25 yeah. people. And so half of those people had guitars and they started they all broke into this acoustic version of Time of Your Life. It was oh, that's cool. amazing. So, like, one person would be would sing, like, another turning point of Pork Suck in the Road. Right. Then, like, the other person would sing it and all these different voices singing that. I got a little teary, I have to say. It was pretty fucking cool. That's cool. It was awesome. So You cried at it? I got a little teary. You cried at Green Day's American Idiot? I did Idiot? not. I did not. I got a little... It was very neat. It was neat to see something that could have been done very poorly executed in not a bad way. All right. Greg, you of all people should understand the power of an actor's performance. <laughs> Just because you've never made somebody cry. <laughs> At least not, you know. <laughs> you mean Bob from the lottery commercial didn't make people cry? <laughs> they were overcome with emotion. Every no, so time I didn't win, I cried. <laughs> so I'm saying, all I'm saying is like, if you have a chance to see it and if you can see it without thinking like, oh, this has to be, you know, it's a musical. It's a musical adaptation of a really good album. I loved it. Okay, I I was, and you know how I can tell I loved it because I I sat there and I stared at the stage the entire time, unbreaking. Like, didn't even have to like think about using the bathroom or anything. Like, not distract. Like, stared at it the entire time. That's that's your that's your seal. That totally you is. If you're getting distracted and looking around, I didn't even look at anyone around me. Like, I just sat there riveted the entire time. All right. Well, yeah. it seems to be kind of a thing now, uh, or, or at least a resurgence of. Rock musicals because I did see that Alanis Morissette's going to be doing one. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's but someone's adapting Jagged Little Pill into a. Is like that a, what it is? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That Sarah's could be kind dream. of awesome. Yeah, I could see you being a target market for that. Whether it yeah. was good she or not. is the target market for that. Yeah. I am. You are. It's true. Although I never did see Alanis Morissette in her heyday. That was more my sister's thing. She was a huge Alanis Morissette fan. Really? Hmm. Okay. I mean, I loved Alanis. Well, your Morissette, sister went to all the Lilith Fair. Fair stuff. But Alanis she did. wasn't yeah. the Lilith Fair crowd. Yeah, I guess they not. they she kind wasn't. of absorbed her, but she was ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, that's when that's when Jagged Little Pill hit it pretty big. Maybe ninety five. Yeah, it was pretty early on. I yeah. think I remember listening to it in like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, I think she appeared on Lilith Fair eventually, but it was definitely like after the first album, mm-hmm. yeah. the second album, where she toned shit way down. So Lilith Fair was more like the Jewel Indigo Girls type crowd. 
Yeah, and Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. And, oh, uh, and like okay. Paula Cole. Paula Cole. Oh God. Four non blondes. We're on. We're yeah. Oh, that woman who's like Joan Osborne. Oh yeah. The God, God was oh. one. God, my sister would go to all of those shows. This is when I was going to Warp Tour, and she, we could not have had different musical days. <laughs> I'd go to Warp Tour. She'd go to Lilith Fair. That was like our our yeah. summer leap pilgrimages. To go to Lilith Fair. Hers. Oh, Lilith hers. Fair. Yeah. Me, okay. Warp Tour. Okay. Lilith Fair. Yeah, yeah. Warp Tour. Gotcha. You know what? I, like, hey, I, Greg, you know where you're never going to get laid, by the way? Uh, that would be Lilith Fair. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I just FYI. Cockman oppressor. I knew that. No, I I went to Warp Tour. I did yeah. not uh, ever attend Lilith Fair. I had some lady friends say, hey, come with us to Lilith Fair. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll go with you. They're like, there's going to be a lot of girls there. You probably huh, find someone. I was like, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I just have an inkling it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I can probably roll with them, but I don't think they're going to want to. I just, you know what? I'll just kick back and drink overpriced, um, you know, fair trade water. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I wonder what else, what other musicals they're going to be making from our like childhood, like adapting them. If they're if they can from do jagged Bay- little pill, I am still fucking amazed. I was actually talking about this on Accidental Housewife or after Drive Time last last week. Uh huh. Between the two shows, I was talking with Nate Ailing, and. With all the rises of like a lot of the nerdcore bands and stuff that are clearly like singing about shit that we grew up with, I am really fucking surprised that Hasbro, whoever did it, has not basically or an organic like or a grassroots version, someone hasn't done a gem band slash musical. Oh, I know, I know. Do you think? I mean, was gem? I mean, and honestly, was gem popular enough though to really do a musical? Yes. yes. You yes. think so? I had all of their tapes. They had they honest. had money. Like not only it was such a good cross marketing because not only would you get a doll, you'd also get a, with every doll you get a tape of their music. Yeah. Because I mean, I watched all the '80s cartoons. Although, granted, I didn't watch the one those, those kind. But I didn't remember Gem until you told me about it. Gem was yeah. huge. Yeah. Oh, it was because I, mean, I watched was, G.I. Joe's Transformers. Well, because the thing stuff, with Gem too is that uh, they also could work with record companies because a lot of the Gem tapes that you'd get on the B sides. Mm-hmm. That's how I found out who the Thompson Twins were. Yeah, because the B side of my Gem tape would be like some contemporary rock band that existed right then. So it would be like Gem songs on one side, and on the other side it would be yeah. another band. Yeah, I'm really amazed. Like there hasn't because I mean I know they're out there clearly because I've seen them. So, but I'm really surprised there hasn't been a group of like some of the like the like the nerdcore or like the kind of like pop culture bands that are already performing out there people mm. not like the double clicks because they're a little bit softer but like there's bands out there like Kirby Crackle and Adam Warrock they're you know rock and hip hop bands that, but they're really like they're singing about like comic books or Transformers and He-Man and shit and I'm so I'm so amazed that there has not been like four like rock chicks that also like grew up on 80s cartoons and toys that have been like fuck it we're just gonna become Jim yeah and just start playing clubs and I, I'm, I'm like amazed that hasn't happened yet. Or clearly, like not calling themselves Gem, but clearly oh acting like Gem. Oh my god! If Gem toured with like their rival band, the Misfits, and they could get on like on stage brawls, that shit would make them. <laughs> but can money. you imagine a musical of Gem and the Holograms? It would be incredible. Yeah, it could be like but Gem meets Phantom it? of the Opera with a lot of like killing and stuff. Like they could actually maybe it would be like Murdery Gem, where the Misfits finally get away with killing one of them. But so, who, I don't know. I don't know. It would be huge. It would but, be fucking do you expensive. Do think it would be huge yes. though? I mean, with how expensive that would be, would they sell enough tickets to go to a Gem musical? I understand your if no, you no, no. I'm not speaking women. about me. Like if you look up Gem and the Holograms on the internet, like there are thousands of people yeah. just like me who dress like Gem. What you who would have do? Collectors items. You would do it the way the Evil Dead the musical does. Uh-huh. That you, it's a local production. Gotcha. Like okay. a decent local production, like they get permission to do it. It would probably be harder because Gem's a bigger corporate brand mm-hmm. owned by Hasbro or Mattel or whatever. Unlike like Evil Dead, they wrote Sam Raimi a letter and he's like, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that, I think that's how it would work is you'd get a theater troupe together, a local one, a decent one that wants to do like a, like an ep- basically they want to do Gem in the Holograms the music the stage show they could show. do like an episode or well they just or, write an original one, like a two hour yeah. stage production with like an intermission and it's going to have musical parts and you'll have the misfits you'll take key elements of the show and then grow from that and if it does well enough basically what would happen is they would get permission and sell um, production rights to other theater troops around the country so I don't think it would be like a Broadway or even off Broadway show like it would happen in Portland and say mm. like everyone writes about it and it's big and it runs for like four weekends kind of like what Atomic Arts did with mm-hmm. Trek in the Park right okay and like somebody like a theater troupe in, Houston, in Austin, Texas says like can we do it? yeah sure and you sell them production rights and you'll start to that's how it would happen it wouldn't tour it wouldn't be a big Broadway thing it would start to happen in towns that have like these theater troops and they would put on you know, Gem- production. Yeah, Gemini. Oh holograms. my god, I'm terrified of acting, but I would totally audition to be in a Gem in the Holograms theater troupe. Would, oh, would like you want to be Gem? No, like that one we have. I want to be Kimber, probably. About? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I want to be Kimber because she's Gem's little little sister, and she's kind of a snot, but she doesn't have a big role, but she has a good enough role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to be big. I just need to be good enough. That's well, all I want. You know what other band I could see coming out with it with their own musical, Pearl Jam. I can see Pearl Jam doing <gasps> yes, that. Yes, because Pearl Jam fans are fucking nuts. Nears, they, they are. Will, and they will pay for anything. They yeah. will pay the shit out of that. Anything that band puts out, they will sell. What about Nirvana? Why, why haven't they made a Smells Like Teen I don't Spirit know if one? You could. I, don't, I was thinking about that, but I don't know if that really trans, translates quite as well. Or if it would. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Because a lot of the lyrics are so I don't like, see them surreal. Being, well, like, Courtney Love would do it. Well, well, I don't see the do rest anything, of them yeah. signing off on it. Yeah, I don't think they have permission. I think she kind of runs it all now. Yeah, you know, fucking Courtney Love. But uh, uh, Ryan in the chat is saying that Tupac has a musical coming out. Is that oh, true? Jesus. Is there yeah, a musical based on Tupac? Everything else coming out. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> God, that dude had more after he died than before. Yep. Tupac musical fueling up for Broadway. <laughs> Director Kenny Leon says his Tupac musical "Holler If You Hear Me" is well on its way to Broadway. Wow! Wow! It says "Holler" too. I'm not uh, misquoting that. It says "Holler If You Hear Me," not "Holla." Nope, "Holler." Okay. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. I would go see that just to see. Just to see it. Just, just to see it. That's <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so it's going to have a cast of 24 actors. Uh, the musical's Jeez. already been workshopped 23 times. They wanted a cast of actors that could sing, rap, and dance, that could do hip-hop dance, as well as straightforward Broadway musical dance. This, <laughs> this guy wow. describing it is amazing. Wow. We had to have a good mix of 24 people who could do it all, but above all, we needed actors who could tell the story. Oh, wow. So they, ha- of course, have permission from uh, his mother, who seems to sign off on everything. Yeah, it seems like, what will she not sign off on? Am I right? Yeah, I Am think, I right? <laughs> yeah, I think she'll sign off on anything associated with him if she gets a check. But, uh, wow, that's... I, you know what's going to happen is someone's going to do a Biggie production, and then we're going to have the fucking East Coast, West Coast shit all over again, but with jazz hands. <laughs> Keelan's saying, fuck my life, this guy's dead, and I can't get listens. <laughs> biggie, 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 can't you see? Oh, boy. <laughs> if I had one dream musical, and since I was a kid, I've loved this album. So you guys know this uh, album from Sticks, Kilroy, was here? Yeah. With the song yeah. Mr. Roboto? Because uh-huh. that was supposed to be a movie. A full-length movie, and it never happened. I would pay American money to see somebody perform Sticks. The uh, Kilroy was here in its entirety. It is amazingly, gloriously nerdy and that? awesome. Not that I'm aware of. I saw the music video, and I was reading about it. I remember because they made the video uh, like as a teaser to the movie that I don't think they ever made. Yeah, or if they did, 
I've never been able to find it. So I don't yeah, know. yeah, no, I don't see anything about it. I yeah, just, according to the Googles. No, which wasn't because that album sucked. You suck. Who said that? Tony, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> wow, man. Our feelings about sticks. I had no idea this was in- I love sticks. <laughs> I love sticks. I have had Renegade. Well, uh, since I watch Supernatural, I have had yeah. Renegade in my head for about four months now. Yeah. And I'm still not tired of it. When I couldn't sleep last night, that's all that was going through my head. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So it's usually like some sort of shit. I would like, I would totally watch. I don't know how you'd frame it. You probably have to frame it as like the journey of Eddie. I would totally watch an Iron Maiden stage oh, musical. Oh, I would see that. That'd be awesome. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Told from the standpoint of Eddie. From the standpoint of Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Sign me Do up. Do like this creepy, like undead type musical. Yeah, like it's all. It's like all like the best of Maiden. Run to the hills. No, you just keep it metal, man. Run for wow. your life. He's really not getting. No, it, see, is I he? don't. You got to turn it all into musical though. That's like it's got to be a show tune style. But it isn't show tune-y. Like in American Idiot, like they all sing exactly how the songs six, are. Six, 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 the number of the beast. That that one might work. <laughs> Same with I Rhyme of the Ancient him. Mariner. <laughs> yeah, I see. It's, oh yeah, the Mariner killed <laughs> the bird of Illumin. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> you cursed the crew! <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm just going to let you guys work this Fuck. out. Let me know when you're done. Yeah, we're workshopping it right now. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to trim Rhyme and Mary. That's a God, that's a 15-minute <gasps> song on its own. Yeah. T-Sex has the best idea ever. You guys and ready T- for it? T-Sex is someone in the uh, chat, just for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> yes. The live chat at funemploymentradio.com. Which T-Sex. A Weird Al musical. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't done one. That would be incredible. I mean, that's kind of what his show is. Is that it kind of is that know? already? Yeah, well, I've yeah. never seen him live, so I'd, yeah, I couldn't say. And he was so burned by UHF. I don't think he ever wants to do something like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even think that would add anything to what he does. To yeah, he already does like an insane. The only way it would work is if he would. He would have to parody, like revival type Broadway shows. The kind of shows where like, every, like for it's like. They're like two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. but they're only like scenes. They don't do much anymore, but they're like scenes from other popular plays. Yeah. Well, now what he could do is if he turned, you know, do you remember when he came out with the uh, fake movie trailer for his movie Weird, the Al yeah. Yankovic story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looked if awesome. If they did that, that yeah. would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Like a parody of his life, of him becoming. Oh, yeah. I'd That'd watch be pretty cool. I'd that. watch that. Oh, yeah. I would watch that. I would watch the full movie. I mean, just the trailer alone. <laughs> I am willing to pay American money right now towards that. Wow. That yeah. You guys all know that means something. Oh, yeah. Greg is willing to invest. I'm he might even to... pay 20 American dollars for that. Well. Let's not get, not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's okay. not be foolish. Out of control here with it, but I would, uh, I would definitely uh, pay. What if Britney Spears did a musical? I mean, if mm. no, are you going to want to see her when she plays Vegas? She's, she's already gonna, playing. Vegas. Is she playing it now? Yeah. See, but I don't like the music. The music just annoys the hell out of me. I just like the way the package looks. Um, <laughs> I don't think you've mm. ever said something creepy. <laughs> yeah, right. I just like the way the package looks. I like the packaging it comes in. Sounds like you're talking about Britney Spears' dong. I know. I like (laughs) No, no. I like Britney Spears' package, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) No, that's not what I mean. Bulges in all the right places. No. (laughs) No, I don't think I would ever get to Well, speaking of packages and balls, Greg, should we get to your (laughs) failure predictions this past weekend? I don't know what you're talking about. Balls to the wall. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. (laughs) Let's talk balls. Balls. You can say it too, Aaron. Balls. So, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I've got a quick announcement. Yes. 
I'd like y'all to know that your Buffalo Bills were victorious <laughs> over the New York Jets. See, now what do you mean your Buffalo Bills? Uh, you know what I'm I mean, Greg. No, no, Bills. we're all fans when they win. That's how it works. <laughs> is that, is that it happens true? so this rarely. This is how it happens in Arentown. You have to rally behind it. <laughs> Who did Buffalo beat? The Jets, Oh, sir. the Jets. Oh, that's right, actually. That's, that means that actually you know was what? a conference game. I've that's got a, a little deal. bit of a story about that because there might be part of the reason oh. why the Jets lost. And this is actually a controversy. The, your Buffalo Bills were clearly the superior team. No, there is some controversy <laughs> associating uh, the Jets right now because of the fact that oh. Coach Rex Ryan took the entire team out to, uh, was it Buster and... Uh, not, not like Buster's Barbecue or something. Not shit. Buster's <laughs> Barbecue. Dave and Buster's. Took What's the entire that? team out to Dave and Buster's on Saturday afternoon. Where they uh, at Dave and Buster's is like a chain restaurant. Okay, it's like a Applebee's or something. Uh, yeah, kind that's of, my kind default. Of along those like, like, oh, as far as I am. know, I've never actually been to a Dave and Buster's, but it's uh, apparently, according to their website, the most fun you can have under one roof. Oh, hey. <laughs> so it's like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults. I think that's kind of along the lines <laughs> of what it is. It's awesome. And oh, uh, <gasps> oh my gosh, someone said that exactly in the chat after I just said that. <laughs> it's Chuck E. At the same for time, we both said Chuck E. Cheese for adults. That's funny. Well, I took the entire team out to uh, to that on Saturday. Before the game, and now the media, the New York media, is giving him flack about that because they weren't preparing for the game. And the Buffalo Bills apparently felt it was disrespectful for them to go to Dave and Buster's on Saturday. I don't understand how it's disrespectful. Why would it be disrespectful? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why they think it's disrespectful. Maybe because, because they, they think, think that they weren't preparing for them. Also, they were being they, like <laughs> showing that they were cocky. Like, oh yeah, I we guess. don't need, even need to practice to beat you guys. Yeah. To be and fair, they probably weren't wrong in thinking that way. <laughs> yeah, but Buffalo and, did win. And maybe if Buffalo got that angry every fucking Sunday, they wouldn't have had a losing record for the last nineteen <laughs> years. Well, nonetheless, <laughs> Dave and Buster's being accused as the reason. And actually, one of the Buffalo players came out and said, "No, I'll get his name here in a minute." But came out and said that he is. Um, so unhappy with that that he will no longer go to Dave and Buster's oh in Buffalo, New York. Oh wow! Uh, it was um, yeah, right guard Willie Colon. Uh, Let's see, Willie Colon. Really? I believe someone uh, named that poor bastard Willie Colon. Oh my! Oh, God. this is a. Oh, this was. Oh, okay. This is a quote from from a New York Jets player. He said, "We're not going to be a playoff team until they say we're in the playoffs." And then he also said, "Following the loss, right now we just lost to the fucking Buffalo Bills." It's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> That was uh, right guard uh, Willie Collins. Buffalo Bills are so good at what they do, Greg, <laughs> that the Onion has a subcategory just called the Buffalo Bills. Wow! Like so they, they, have, got, they got like the Florida tag. Yeah, like they have they have a sports column, and then they have a subcategory of the sports column called the Buffalo Bills, and every article is about why they suck so bad <laughs> and how much it sucks to be a Buffalo fan, which it does. We've, we're really good at pain and losing, though. <laughs> you know. Well, you can be confident about this past weekend. You guys did good. Hey, this year they beat the Dolphins and they've beaten the Jets. So regardless of their season, their record, I consider it a winning season. That The bar is so <laughs> <Done>. low. <laughs> that, that counts. Yeah, no, it's a win. All right. Contenders right now. <laughs> well, your Buffalo Bills. That's right. Won this weekend. <laughs> uh, moving on to ball talk, there is a, we'll, we'll do a little bit more NFL, and then oh, I'll, I have something at the end for it, too. But uh, this has to do with the Arizona Cardinals game, where they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Andre Ellington of the Arizona Cardinals left the game minus a part of him that he left on the field. So, oh, what? No, I don't like this story. I don't know what. I don't know what. So uh, during one of the games, you see the, there's a big, here's a dog pile, gets tackled, 
down on the ground, and one of the Jaguars players comes up holding something that looks very odd for something him, him to be holding on a field, and it is in fact a whole lump of Andre Ellington's dreadlocks that were ripped out. Oh God! Did they have head attached to them? They didn't have head attached to them. It looks that like almost they still broke hurt, off, though. Like they broke off somewhere in it. It doesn't look like they ripped the scalp out. But uh, yeah, he's got about three or four dreads in his hand as he's walking off the field. Oh. And they brought him over to the sideline, and then the Arizona Cardinals actually posted later that they delivered the dreads back to Andre. I've Ellington. always wondered that about delivered the dreads about the players. The dreads. Like, this is the dread man. You should not be having your hair hanging out like that because, it, like, it could be accidentally grabbed. Honestly, yeah. I don't understand why they do that anyway. It just seems like you're Wasn't asking that, for it. Is it a tackle or a safety for the Steelers? He's got that. Re- I mean, he's like known for having oh, a really uh, long Troy hair. Troy Palomalo. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be terrifying. I had longer hair his in high school, but I his, tucked it into the helmet. His hair, at least, it was insured for like a million dollars or something like that. Because that's how he did all those. Uh, oh yeah, all those like commercials. head yeah. and shoulders commercials or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't even like having my hair hang out when I'm, when I'm in a strange situation. You always should cover your hair. Like I was on the bus the other day, and then I remembered that bus masturbator story. Remember that guy who, who was in Portland who would like stand behind women and. Sure. Do his thing into yeah. their hair. That's all I think about. You got to protect your hair. That's why I always like pull it to the side or like put it in a ponytail. I'm like, don't you, do anything. So in my that hair. way, the jizz hits the neck instead of the hair. That's what you worry about all the time. You worry that someone's going. When to When I'm on the bus, you? yeah, it was. It happened with uh, a alarming frequency in Portland for quite a while. It was. No, the bus I worry guy. about getting hit by cars. Yeah, I don't worry about. Sarah's worrying about somebody. Dude, it was a creepy. But it was a bad no, bus that'd ride. Be weird, I would it say. was like a. It well, no, that would be. That's the definition of a bad bus ride. Right. It seemed like the kind of bus ride that was setting up to be where somebody might put something in my hair. So I made sure to tie that all up. Yeah. So, tuck your dreadlocks in. Come on, dude. And dreadlocks are. I don't care. I've had people tell me you can keep them clean. I. I mean, dread, that's the basis of making a dreadlock, right? Like you don't wash it. Isn't I, uh, dreadlocks freak me out, man. I, and look, I've seen people that looks good on them. Like that's not it, but it's just. Like, I couldn't... Well, ugh. I just don't understand. Like, playing football with long hair like that, you're asking for that to be yanked. I mean, when you're in that dog pile, everybody's doing anything they can to get... I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody probably yanked on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which sounds weird the way I'm saying it, but... Um, yeah. Long hair, that just doesn't seem doesn't seem like a good idea. But nonetheless, he did lose his dreads. He said that he is going to have them stitched back in. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so so he, he clearly has long hair, don't care. <laughs> I don't... You do... Awesome. You don't know what the meaning of long hair. Yes, I don't do. So <laughs> I thought it was funny. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, moving on in ball talk, uh, we've got this. Wow. So this, I'm just going to say this, and this is largely a visual thing. So we'll um, maybe post a link to this at funemploymentradio.com under this episode title, or you can Google it and find out. Uh, and it has to do with Qatar, the country of Qatar, or Qatar, and you can pronounce it either way before people get on me. Okay. Yeah. Qatar or Qatar, and uh, they, of course, are getting ready to host. The uh, I believe they're hosting the World Cup in 2020 or 18. They plan that thing yeah. way out. 2018, yeah. Oh, they plan it way out. And uh, and so they've been <laughs> building this giant new stadium as part of that called the Al Wakra Sports Stadium. And they just released finally a picture of it. Yeah. Of what it's looking like. And there's a lot of people talking and commenting on the fact that it looks remarkably similar to perhaps a part of the female anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How strange in a country that's obsessed with repressing and keeping women down where subconsciously this design might just yeah make its way out. Oh, At that's, no point that's in the designing gross. did they wow. stop to think about the fact that this does look from the top. So the building uh, has a unique flowing design from the top with a largely shaped 
pole on top of it <laughs> in which to see the inside of the stadium. And yes, it does, in fact... It's like a beautiful flower, Greg. Right. Yes. A beautiful flower in the desert. Desert flower right that there. It blooms when it's ready. Yeah. And when it's man says it can. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that is what... <laughs> there's a there's a, quite a, a Twitter on the internet about this. That is a that, that is a vagina stadium. If I've if I have seen a vagina stadium, I believe that yeah. it, that would be one. Which is yeah, like you said, perfect for a country that's obsessed with <laughs> repressing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Alwakra Sports Stadium, aka Vagina Stadium, as it will be forever known. Uh, yes. So that is that uh, came out today. Also, uh, moving on to ball talk. Before we get to to my final story, we got this a a Division three player. For the uh, uh, for college basketball for Grinnell College, scored 109 points last night. Man, which if you know anything about basketball, that's a lot of points. Now this is the same guy. So this guy's name is Jack Taylor. He's the same same kid who last year scored 138 points in a game, setting the all time scoring record for a college basketball game. This time he scored 109. In his previous game, he had scored 71. So he's averaging 90 points a game right oh now. Oh my god. To start the season, but the thing is, the way that they, the way that they, their team works, it's all centered around him. They get a rebound. They don't care if the other team scores. They want the other team to score as fast as possible, and they throw it down to this guy, and he's pretty much the only one who takes shots. So they try to get him a shot within ten seconds of getting the ball. So he just shoots and shoots and shoots all day long, and eventually he can hit shots. But that's how that's how they're getting him so many points. Okay. So a lot of people upset with that, saying that's not the way you should play basketball. If they win, they win. Yeah. I mean, also, you can just guard Jack Taylor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's players, quite simple. It's pretty apparent what their what their scheme is. Um, guard that guy. And I think you should probably be... That's okay. how I win at Big Buck Hunter. Like, I don't go for accuracy. I Are just you shoot. really comparing yourself to Big Buck Hunter out of the... Yeah, I do awesomely at Big Buck Hunter because I don't go for accuracy. I just spray bullets until I kill all of the animals that I need to, and then I win because I get the most points. So you're saying you're the Jack Taylor of Big Buck Hunter. Damn straight. Word. Words. Yeah, that's it. Don't know. I got nothing. Yeah, man. I don't even know how to transition to that. Sure. I just wonder: as, have you been waiting the entire show to try to slip that reference your in? Entire life? You no. A big buck hunter. I'm just saying that's what I do. Like I keep shooting until I until I make it. I did the same thing with my virginity. Oh boy! Moving on in ball talk. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that sounds that you hear the thud? <laughs> nah, it was good. Oh, wow! Keelan lolled at it. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go back to this. So the Jacksonville Jaguars. Back to them now. The Jaguars are largely known as the worst team <laughs> in the National Football League, and they are averaging the they are 29th in league attendance in fan attendance to their games. Which I don't know who number 30 is, but that's got to be you got to be pretty damn bad. Mm. Is it the Buffalo Bills? No, or the Buffalo Bills. I actually worse? think it might be the it might be the Browns. Well, they're not terrible. They're not terrible. If they average it out, I think it might yeah. be Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Well, so the Jacksonville Jaguars um, almost last in attendance. Their team sucks, and there has been a fan movement in Jacksonville, which has been kind of ongoing throughout the year for the team to sign Mr. Tim Tebow, Florida's own. <gasps> to Florida's own Tim Tebow. Florida's oh own Tim Tebow, who, of course, is out of work right now, uh, to come and play and, and be the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, in all honesty, I don't think they could do worse. But the team owner has so far refused to do that. 
and they did uh, they did put out an ad in a in a newspaper basically saying that if you sign Tim Tebow, we will sell we will uh, fill the stadium. This is from a fan group took out a big <laughs> ad in the Jacksonville newspaper uh, advocating that if they sign Tim Tebow, they will fill the stadium. So saying he could get a sellout if they brought Tim Tebow in for the final three games. The owner still has refused to do this, but in honor of the fact that Tim Tebow is probably has oh God. the most songs of any of any uh, sports personality I can think of in a long while. I mean, Jeremy Lin had a lot. Tim Tebow tops tops everyone. I decided it's just just appropriate that I play just a couple. So there is a this couple, just two, a medley. But this oh, does Jesus. have to do. It, d- d- this is a actually from a Denver Broncos fan put together this song towards the Jacksonville Jaguars saying that even if they signed Tim Tebow they're still not going to win it's a taunting song it's a Tebow taunt this is by uh, someone named the Mad Fanatic wow that sounds scary who uh, (laughs) put put together this uh, little ditty Get Timmy, gonna get Timmy. If you're gonna have any chance in the world of winning this game, you're gonna need a merry call. Wait for my kitty, my kitty. Tebow can't save you from us. Y'all can't hang with us. Our offense is too dangerous. He ain't got no hope. Might as well try faith. I can see if he was close. But that ain't the case. You got nowhere to go but up. You're the worst team in the whole league. Either way, it's gonna be a stampede. So you might as well go and get teased. Go and get Timmy. Go and get Timmy. Oh my God. Oh wow. my God. I'll just leave that. That's, That's from a I'm clean up my Denver Broncos fan. That. Well, we have one more to go still, Sarah. Oh, oh yeah, boy, one more. Aaron. Now this Super one excited. is amazing. I'll try to get a screen cap of this guy. His name is uh, let's see, his name's Raymond Sipe. And this is only a 30 second video of a man wearing some kind of a bunny ear hat thing. It's like one of those uh, it's like a stocking cap but it has long ears on the side and he looks like he's probably in his 60s and this is his little song advocating Tim Tebow to come to the Jaguars. So I just thought I'd just go ahead and uh, play this. All right. Tebow, Tebow, to the Jaguars. To, to, to the Jaguars. Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow. Trade it, trade it to the Jaguars. Almost a certain T. Certain, certain. Certain of it, it's Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow getting traded, traded, traded to the Jaguars. Jaguars, he's in the New York Jets. With the New York Jets, it's a virtual certainty. Virtual certainty that Tim Tebow is going to the Jaguars, going to the Jaguars, going to the Jaguars. Well, that, of course, was from last year, but still applies right now. Mm. It's Raymond Sype with his hit song, Tim Tebow to the Jaguars. Okay. How many hits does that video have? Um, not many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, apparently I one just, of the few people who found it, but it okay. does need to be. Who's found the glory. Yes. That's why you get an exclusive right here in front of uh-huh. Point Radio. <laughs> Keelan should cover that. He should. Yeah. Tebow, Tebow to the Jaguars. <laughs> certain, certain, certainty. <laughs> that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Oh, man. I'm kind of glad that I wasn't able to see the bunny ears from over here. Oh, he's amazing. Mm. Although this, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> this gentleman's pretty incredible. That's gonna make- So, you know those hats that you hear, you'll see like sometimes like women wear them, like the anime hats? 
Oh like yeah, the fuzzy animals. So like the legs droop down and they have this, and then the ears. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what he's wearing. Oh no, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. I miss Nano Two and I think it's time for me to rewatch that again. Okay. That's my story. Hello, my friends. <laughs> my name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up. One woman's Italian vacation took a turn for the worse when she woke up with pain inside of her ear one night. Oh, where's this? Now, this woman had no way then of knowing that she had been bitten inside of her ear by a Mediterranean recluse spider and that a chunk of her ear would soon be liquefied by the spider's venom. (laughs) The 22-year-old woman soon sought treatment for her pain in an Italian restaurant after the pain just would not go away in her ear and she couldn't figure out what was going on. Not in an, an Ital- Italian hospital? Yeah. Why Did I say restaurant? To- yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant hospital. Oh, okay. I keep, oh. That's what I keep doing today. I was like, maybe, maybe that's her problem. Maybe I'm having a stroke. I keep replacing words with other words today. Like I was, I tried to write payment earlier and I wrote painting. I don't know. Yeah. So she sought treatment for a pain in an Italian restaurant <laughs> uh, where doctors prescribed her an antihistamine. But the swelling in her face and the pain in her ear did not get any better. Once she was back home in the Netherlands, her ear just keep getting, uh, kept getting worse and portions of it started to turn black. Which, as we know from Greg and his spider bite stories, it's a clear sign that skin and cartilage cells were dead. The dead tissue made it clear to doctors that the woman had been bitten by a recluse spider, a spider whose bite is known to, just, uh, to destroy... God damn. Yeah. I've had too much coffee. Destroy skin and underlying fat, causing, quote, sunken in scars or a disfigured ear, if you're very unlucky. So venom from recluse spiders include uh, the Amer- including the American brown recluse, which actually exists here in yeah. Portland. Uh, that happens a lot. Are they in Portland now? Are I thought that, that they were. I Haven't they been found I there? I didn't think they were this far north yet. But they will be eventually, right? Well, you know, it depends on... Well, I think what happens is they get brought in. Yeah. On, like, on shipments and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so they might, so the... Either Ara- way they're bad. <laughs> the arachnophobia has not started here when somebody's body is shipped here in a crate. Oh, it's the hobo spider. Yeah, which people confuse. Oh, gotcha. All right, so venom from recluse spiders uh, kills skin and fat with a mixture of chemicals, including substances that break down the proteins in your skin. So uh, the woman was able to recover her ear, and they were able to uh, remove the dead tissue, and they recreated her ear, actually, from the black spots that the spider had eaten away, uh-huh. uh, using cartilage from her ribs. So she was able to remake... <laughs> Cartilage from her ribs. Mm-hmm. How bad was her ear? I don't know. Bad enough to start turning black. I don't even want to look up pictures. Well, because it seems like the surgery to get the cartilage out of your ribs would be. Oh, I guess they can make tiny incisions and go in. I guess. Yeah. And then grow it from that. No, they just probably carve off a chunk, and put it on the ear, and just like staple it onto your ear. Yeah. Yeah. That's glue it. You should go to medical school, Greg. <laughs> just staple things <laughs> on the people. Doesn't It'll work be fine. out. Come a doctor. <laughs> I got a big industrial stapler to probably go through it. Okay. All right. And I do have two more stories. And I wanted to do these particularly today because of Aaron and his past with this company. Okay. Walmart story number one. Because oh. <laughs> Aaron did work at Walmart. He did. He did. Almost four years. And he loved it. God. Fuck <laughs> that place. <laughs> All right. So this happened in Santa Fe, New Mexico at a Walmart where all good things happen. Santa Fe, New Mexico. A Santa Fe man... 
who had been shopping at Walmart, was leaving the store when he was approached by three women who claimed to be witches and offered to cleanse <laughs> his soul of a dark spirit that had been following him since he left the Walmart. That's true. Okay. Yes. Right. So this man was approached by three witches who uh, tried to offer to cleanse his soul of the dark spirit that was following him. Amazingly, the man decided, yes, he wanted to do this and went for their <laughs> offer and followed the three witches, uh, the th- three self-proclaimed witches, to a white van where he then turned over jewelry that he had just purchased at Walmart and cash after they also allegedly told wow. him that money was the root of his problems. <laughs> the man even went so far as to cash a 500 go back into the Walmart, cash a $500 check that he had on his person, then return the money to the women. So he gave them this $500 check along with all the jewelry and the cash that he had in his wallet. Uh, so the supposed cleanse must not have worked because the victim of the scam reported the incident a few days later. It took no. him three days to realize that, oh, that maybe I might have been duped. Wait a minute here. Might have been duped. Uh, so three days later, he filed a complaint with the police. The women were able to be traced back to a hotel where they told the police that the man had voluntarily given him uh, given them the jewelry. Yeah, uh, I so, mean... At that point, they had no cash on them because apparently they had spent it. So police returned the jewelry to the owner but couldn't charge the women because they hadn't technically committed a crime. Yeah, I mean, if he handed handed it to him, like, why did they even give... Were they giving the jewelry back just to be nice? I guess so. Because they'd already used all the cash. Make it go away, yeah. Probably make it go away. Yeah. So they can... Try it on somebody. I mean, else. I I'm not going to say I know it's a lot about Walmart jewelry, actually. but is Walmart jewelry nice? Like, no. Okay, I was going to say like I don't know. Here, nothing from Walmart is nice. <laughs> nothing that company provides is good or nice. Oh, I don't know about that, Aaron. You haven't heard my second story yet. Oh God. <laughs> of course, this is not the first time people have been duped by these scams. Which we should like. If I wasn't such a good person, I would like to come up. With I this say scam. we put oh, yeah. these three witches on the payroll. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, in uh, <laughs> another uh, one that has happened recently, I guess in New York, I didn't know this. An artist was selling a hundred ninety-seven dollar pendants for people who had pets to ward off demons that would possess their pets' souls. <laughs> God damn it! So she claimed people to have designed are... the charms after her pet poodle became inhabited by an evil spirit. She was able to charge $200 a piece for these pendants. So Where was this at? This was in New York. Yeah, see, there I could totally see finding people gullible enough to... Can we design, like, well. like cat dream catchers? Oh, yeah. Yes. Like dream catchers for your pets. Right. Harn- oh, man. There, I mean, you could really come up with anything. Harness your pet's dreams. We yeah. can sell them, like, on Hawthorne. We'll start mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you see your dog, like, it's twitching and stuff, that's not really that it's dreaming. It's being attacked. Oh, by dream cats? It's being attacked by evil spirits. So here's a specially designed uh, pet dream catcher mm-hmm. that will protect okay. your pets. Yeah. And they'll live longer. Scientific fact that if you protect their dreams, your pets live longer, healthier. Oh, I couldn't good conscience see, do that. No, I you can. could just like walk down the <laughs> street could. too. You could see somebody, anybody who had a, well, either a cat in their house or even a dog walking by. If you did that enough times in Portland and you walk by and you're just like, oh, oh my, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but are you aware that you have a dark demon following your dog yeah are, do, are you aware of this oh your dog oh. i mean i'm sure you've seen sometimes oh, at night your so dog upset. just kind of like stares at the closet yeah i have seen that has well, your dog ever like moved its paws when it's sleeping like it's trying to run away yes oh. oh well that's that's because it's trying to get away from the spirit but you see animals they don't know how to deal with these well, because things. you know this area was known as the valley of the sick and even the natives wouldn't live here it's true that's why there were no pet dogs before uh, before settlers yeah. arrived yeah because the entities that lived here wouldn't allow it mm-hmm. thankfully I have been working with some local artisans and shamans, and we have this. It, I, it looks like a dream catcher. It's like a but cleansing it's, catcher. It's, it's designed yeah. to filter the negative energy so that your your loved one, who really is part of your family, 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's all we know. This right um, can you know have peace? Yeah, and you know they'll live longer. They'll be healthier. Yeah, it's just it's kind of cruel that you haven't done anything. And I know you didn't know, <laughs> but yeah. But now but, that you know, it would yeah. be yeah a misuse of your time to not invest in this. And yeah. really, is is thirty dollars too much to make sure that your pet? And Not. I, look, I just have to have your, some with you. You give right your now. pet the best food. You take your pet to the vet. So clearly, you're concerned about your animal. You take care of its body. What about its soul? But you've just been so negligent in in taking care of this issue. The body is finite. Their soul is forever, yeah. and it is your. Yeah. You have been tasked. Oh my God! You guys need to stop. And finally, <laughs> this is so easy. <laughs> oh, you get so many people to hand yeah. over. Oh my God! Hand over money. And finally, in Walmart story number two. Oh. Feel good story for the holidays. Oh my God! I heard my first Christmas song yesterday, and I turned off my radio. I thought you loved the Christmas songs. After uh, After Thanksgiving, I have rules. Okay, I have rules. Yeah. Walmart story number two. Attention, Aaron Dran. Uh. A Walmart in Cleveland is making headlines for holding a food drive. Okay, that's fine. For its own employees. Fuck what? A Walmart in Cleveland is holding a food drive for its own employees. Uh, let me just say, for the record, I'll bring this up a couple times. Uh, in the last year, Walmart turned a profit of $16 billion. Again, uh, Cleveland Walmart store is holding a food drive for its own employees. A sign that is accompanied by several plastic bins when you walk into said Walmart says, please donate food items so associates that work here uh, who are in need can enjoy a Thanksgiving dinner. What? Associates that work here? No, don't fucking pay them enough for anything. Just- Again, Walmart... Grossed a profit of $16 billion last year. The Cleveland Plain Dealer, which is a paper there in Cleveland, first reported on the food drive, which has sparked much outrage in the area. Uh, a customer at Walmart named Norma Mills, who was asked about, said that Walmart would have the audacity to ask low-wage workers to donate food to other low-wage, wor- uh, low-wage workers to me as a moral outrage. Now, a company spokesperson for the $16 billion grossing a year company uh, defended the food drive, saying that... Uh, that it's only that it is evidence that employees care about each other. So the spokesman says the store has been doing this for several years, even though for some reason this is the only time people have ever noticed it, and is, and its associates um, that have faced hardships from working at a Walmart. <clears throat> from working at Walmart, yeah. Their hardship is that they're under. <laughs> their hardship is that you don't give a shit about them. You pay them the barely legal minimum wage. I know how they track what's full time. They make sure that none of their fucking hourly employees ever get full-time, which means they never get benefits. Even when I worked for Walmart almost 20 years ago, 20, 15 years ago, I remember them telling us how to fill out forms to receive state-assisted income assistance. Wow. Knowing they were not going to pay enough. Teaching you how to go on food stamps. And how to circumvent the system, even though you had a job at Walmart. I mean, I gotta admit, that's some pretty amazing audacity to do that. And like, someone's bringing up the fact, employees. like maybe it's for people in the for the part timers. That doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. Just the way that this company is grossing sixteen billion dollars no, a year, yet it, they can't even pay their employees enough to have a Thanksgiving dinner. That's that's fucked it's the up. Worst, it's one of the worst fucking companies. Yeah, well, out Walmart, there. of course, has been criticized over the years for paying super low uh, wages to its 2.2 million employees. Uh, again, I don't know if I mentioned this Walmart turned a profit of $16 billion. Uh, the state of California has actually filed a class action lawsuit against Walmart, mainly for all its California stores, because they were able to figure out how many Walmart part time and full time employees are on Californian medical systems living assistance and their version of food stamps mm-hmm. 
and California is suing them for that amount. Basically saying, you are turning a profit off these employees. You're not paying them enough to be able to survive, Mm -hmm. to buy their own food, to buy their own insurance from you or their own private insurance. You're not paying them enough to do any of this. Requiring them to then go to the state and ask for taxpayer money. That so makes sense. We, yeah. the taxpayers, are subsidizing Walmart's profits. So California is suing Walmart for that money back. That makes sense. They're like, if you're going to do it, we're going to take the money from you another way. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if they can actually I hate that that yeah. work. So much. But well, there you go. Oh. Happy holidays from Walmart, everybody. <laughs> That's your world crazy. <sighs> <laughs> Aaron, well, speaking of crazy, do you have a do you have a new show today? I do. It's not a crazy one. No. <laughs> All right, you tell me about. It. Well, uh, you're going to be on it, so that makes it. A that's crazy. true. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, drive time of the drive-in today, mm-hmm. five thirty. Uh, tonight we are. Gonna, I'm going to be playing the remastered. The, God, it makes me feel old. The 30th anniversary of Blade Runner. Oh. So the, I have a remastered soundtrack. It came out about nine months ago. So this is the completely remastered score to Blade Runner. We're going to be playing that tonight. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty low-key. I mean, the last couple of times have been really upbeat shows. And not that this is like depressing music, but those of you who remember Blade Runner, it's got a very noir feel. Mm-hmm. So the music is, reflects that a lot. So it's especially if it's kind of a dreary, weird day out there. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that would be kind of fun to like, if you're especially if you're listening to in your car, just kind of cruise around in the rain. Yeah. With like Vangelo's Blade Runner music playing. Um, I do that a lot. Sometimes I imagine like flying cars over me. I'm like wandering China. That sounds magical. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be today at five thirty. The uh, the complete score to I don't know if I'll be able to play it all. It's a long score. I'll try to get it all in. Okay. Uh, to Blade Runner. And that's at five thirty PM. That's at five thirty today. And then at seven, Accidental Housewives. Uh cable cannot make the show, so we are gonna be joined by Dana Thompson. Uh, we've had her on a few times. Most people oh, yeah. know her as Lieutenant Uhura from Trek Oh, the Yeah. Park. Awesome. I so, still have never met her. She's amazing. She's yeah. gonna be talking about basically being in a band on a budget. When you're cool. vastly underemployed, how do you how do you continue your artistic drive of she's in a band? So how do you find the balance between not making any money and making sure that you're still able to follow your art? Yeah. Awesome. That's and awesome. And I think we're gonna have some songs from her band on the show too. So Well, she's like a quadruple threat. Look at her. Yeah. What can she not do? And that is accidental housewives at uh, about seven thirty seven. No, that's just run seven. Yeah, going to run seven. Awesome. Uh, seven p.m. right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. I wasn't sure if you were going to play the soundtrack longer, so that's what. We- no, no. five thirty to seven is still kind of how I go. Cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Right here at the Fun Employment Radio Network. Funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Try it out now. Why don't you? Get it. Yes. That sounded vaguely threatening. Try it out now, won't you? No, I thought that was alluring. That was no, that wasn't alluring. I think that you're getting your your descriptors confused. All right. Damn it. We forgot. Do you have time to slip in an Elvis birthday? (gasps) Sure. By all means. Let me pause that. Yeah. All right. Give it to me. It's uh, listener Marty. Marty! Oh, yeah, today's his birthday, and he's always in the chat for drive time, which is awesome. Oh, buddy. All right. Well, happy birthday, Marty. Happy here's, birthday. Here's Drunk Elvis for you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, damn right. Boom, 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 boom. That's my favorite part is that boom, boom, boom. Well, yeah, that's everybody's favorite yeah, part. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of right. All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone out there, for all of your support of Fun Employment Radio and the entire network. It is awesome. And we love you. Yes, and the indeed. sweatshirts are being made right now. Yes, indeed. Uh, Don't do that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. 